0: Hey everybody, this is Hunter Howard. I'm the lead pastor of Encounter Church. Here at Encounter Church, our vision is helping people encounter God. And that's what I pray and hope for you today, that you will encounter God through this message. Enjoy. Who is wondering what in the world we're doing with a big boat on stage? Maybe somebody was like, I didn't even notice. Well, there you go. I threatened to... uh, preach from in here shall i try huh no no maybe not all right i'm probably gonna get in in a minute anyway it's my privilege this morning to share with you another message from god's wonderful word and as usual um out in the lobby in a couple places in the lobby you can find a print a printout of the outline of the basic notes of the message if you want that You can grab one now, you can grab one on the way out, but that's available for you there. This morning, of course, we are still in the year 2020, so we're still continuing with our theme this year is solid. We've been learning biblical foundations for strong disciples, and the whole year long we've been learning and saying that practicing God's word makes me strong. That's right. Practicing God's word. Not sure where the rest of it is, but I think we know that practicing God's word makes me strong strong very good practicing god's word makes me strong and the the month of july the 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 last three weeks we've been in a series called not alone we've been learning about church family we've been learning about spiritual family and church life and today because it's the first sunday of a new month i was supposed to have like a freebie topic and not necessarily preach along the lines of the series but As I was praying and and trying to get ready for, Lord, what do you want to speak to us? I felt like the Lord said, drive it home one more time, all right? One more time. Today we're going to drive home this whole theme of spiritual family and church life. So one more time, turn to somebody and say, you are not alone. Are y'all ready for this? You ready for the word this morning? Speak to us, Lord, and change us by the power of your word. Thank you, Jesus. Well, uh, three weeks ago, in part one of Not Alone, we learned about that the title was no family membership, right? That we need the family of God if we're going to thrive as the people of God, as disciples of Jesus. But when it comes to our own personal relationship with him, we stand alone, right? There's no family membership. We all need our own personal relationship with Jesus. The second week we learned about the royal family, right? We learned about God's kingdom family values. Can anybody remember them? They were just on the video a few minutes ago. The three kingdom family values, obedience, obedience, relationship, obedience, relationship and multiplication. That's right. You say, I thought God's family had a lot more values. It does. That's a summary, okay? Go back and listen to those messages if, if, uh, if you weren't here, if you'd like. And then last Sunday was a lot of fun. We learned about the tribe, the Jesus tribe, right? We learned about the Greek word diatribo, but we decided to call it o, right? Diatribo or diatribo. And we learned, okay, if you were here or if you just know what it means, what does diatribo mean? Can you show me with your hands? Ah. When Jesus called his disciples, he said that they were to be with him or accompany him. And that word is diatribo, and it literally means to rub off on. They were going to be with Jesus, and he was going to rub off on them. So we learned that the Jesus tribe, the whole idea of discipleship is learning how to imitate Jesus, how to be with Jesus. And imitate Jesus. So discipleship could be literally defined as we rub Jesus off on each other until our lives become totally consumed with Jesus, right? Now today, would you like to learn? Oh, you know what? Actually, let me just say something. This, Liz and I were talking about that this week. Somebody might say, you know, we were talking about who's rubbing off on you and who are upon whom are you rubbing off maybe somebody's like no one really i'm 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 just good no one really rubs off on me i don't really rub off on anyone wrong rather you know it or not somebody or something is rubbing off on you rather it's somebody or something rubbing jesus off on you or something else something is rubbing off on you somebody is rubbing off on you right Whatever we open up our hearts, our soul, our spirit to is rubbing off on us. And whether we realize it or not, we are rubbing off on somebody. I just think that we ought to choose wisely who and what we let rub off on us. Come on, say one more time. Diatribo. Diatribo. Want to learn another Greek word today? Well, if you don't. I'm sorry, because we're going to learn another Greek word today. (laughs) Last week, we learned about diatriba. Why are we learning Greek the past two Sundays? This is different. Pastor Hunter, you don't normally talk, you know, in Greek. Well, no, but it's so important that when we learn the word of God, sometimes there are words. Most of it has a very easy translation into English. But there are some words that literally... There's just not a word in English that could translate from the Greek to English, so you have to break it down. One of them was diatribo. The second one we're going to learn today, all right? But before we learn that word, a question. Before the age of, of aviation, right, of aviation, before you could hop on a Delta flight and go to London... If you wanted to go to London from Miami, how would you get there? Swimming. Swimming might be an option, but very a very ill-advised option. Don't know if you'd make it past the Bahamas if you're trying to go from Miami to London swimming. If you wanted to get across the ocean if you wanted to go from destination A to destination B you needed to get in a a boat or a ship, right? And so today we're going to learn about the disciple ship, okay? All right? I'm not good at a lot of things, but I'm good at words. (laughs) Today we're going to learn about the discipleship, okay? So are you ready for the Greek word of the day? The Greek word of the day? Can everybody say koinonia? Last week we learned diatribo. Today we learn koinonia. Come on, turn to somebody and say, we need some koinonia. All right? Show me with your hands diatribo. Very good. Diatribo doesn't have an exact translation into English, so we learned that it literally means is to rub off on, consume, spend time with, rubbing off on, right? That's what diatribo means. Koinonia also doesn't have an English word, but it can also be demonstrated with our hands and so i want everybody to do this without hurting anyone can you help me with the mic ivan all right hold the mic follow my mouth okay try okay <laughs> Everybody got, coin. this is koinonia, all right? All right, this is Diatribo. Spend time, rub off. This is koinonia. Koinonia is a simultaneous, multi-directional relationship, okay? So, follow me. Okay, this is not koinonia. this is koinonia koinonia is a simultaneous relationship with the life of God and at the same time sharing the life of God with other people it's not me and God and then me and people no It's at the same time I am receiving, experiencing, and enjoying the life of God (laughs) and sharing that life of God with other people, all right? Now, try not to hurt anybody, but let's do this. Thank you, sir. All right, so let's do Diatribo. Rubbing off on each other. Letting somebody that's that's more come on, let's letting someone that's 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 further ahead in their journey with Jesus, their life with Jesus, more mature than you, rub off on you, rub Jesus off on you, and you rubbing off on other people. This is the atribo. koinonia simultaneously receiving and giving. God's life. That's koinonia. Koinonia. Koinonia is a very loaded word. You're going to see here in the scriptures. But if we could just summarize it, koinonia is simultaneous communion with God and his family. Simultaneous communion with God and his family. Can you say communion? Communion. This really hit me when I was studying this word. Communion implies community. Right? I mean, I guess you can have communion with yourself, but... But communion implies community. It implies other people, right, to have communion. And koinonia implies a relationship with God and his community, the family, the church, the people of God. The word koinonia is used even more, I believe, than diatribo. Or they're, they're used about the same amount of times. It's used dozens of times in the New Testament. And they go hand in hand. As, you, as we look at this, you're going to be like, wow, koinonia sounds an awful lot like diatribo. Well, it does. Because they're very similar. Okay? They're very similar concepts. So, I want us to take a quick journey through the New Testament. Is that okay? Yes. Promise it's going to be fast. And how we're going to make it faster Is every time I pause at an underlined word you're gonna say koinonia let's try alright ready ready to keep your eyes on the screen Acts chapter 2 verse 42 all the believers devoted themselves to the Apostles teaching and to and to in meals including the Lord's Supper and to prayer fellowship and sharing Romans 15, 26, for you see all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia have eagerly taken up an koinonia. Contribution or offering is the word koinonia for the poor among the believers in Jerusalem. Oh, wow, he's right. Wait till you hear the other ones. First Corinthians 1, 9, God will do this for he is faithful to do what he says and he has invited you into koinonia. koinonia partnership with his son Jesus Christ our Lord first Corinthians 10 16 when we bless the cup at the Lord's table aren't we koinonia, koinonia ing? aren't we sharing in the blood of Christ and when we break the bread aren't we koinonia. sharing in the body of Christ yes 2 Corinthians 13, 14. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the koinonia, Koinonia, communion of the Holy Spirit, be with you all. Galatians 2, 9. In fact, James, Peter, and John, who were known as pillars of the church, recognized the gift God had given me. And they accepted Barnabas and me as their Koinonia. koinonia, co-workers. As their co-workers... Let me go back. Yeah, as their co-workers, they encouraged us to keep preaching to the Gentiles while they continued their work with the Jews. Philippians 1.5, for you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ. That's koinonia, partners in communicating or spreading, okay? (sighs) Since the first time you heard it until now, Philippians 2.1. You guys tired of the New Testament yet? Just a couple more, just a few more, okay? Philippians 2 more. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ, any comfort from his love, any fellowship together in the spirit? Koinonia, are your hearts tender and compassionate? Philippians 3, 10, and 11. I want you to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead, and I want you to suffer with him. Koinonia. Koinonia, in his death. Sharing in his... Death, so that one way or another I'll experience the resurrection from the dead. Philemon 1, 6. And I pray the koinonia. koinonia, the communication or sharing of your faith may become effective for the full knowledge of every good thing that is in us for the sake of Christ. Communication or sharing knowledge. Hebrews thirteen sixteen. And don't forget to do good and to koinonia koinonia, with those in need, to share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. One more, 1 John 1, 3, and 4. We proclaim to you that we ourselves have actually seen and heard so that you may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. And we are writing these things so that you may fully our joy. The word of the day is? Now, most of the time, because English language is is limited in this way, most of the time, modern-day Christians use the word fellowship for just about everything, right? Fellowship is just like a, it's like a, Church word, right? Okay. But this word is so much more complex and powerful than we might know. Fellowship is way more than what we might think it is. Fellowship is very powerful. It's a very powerful word. But that word fellowship often loses its potency due to misuse and just plain overuse, okay? We use the word fellowship a lot of times without understanding the depth and the power and the complexity of that word. Let me just say, fellowship is much more than just hanging out, eating, or talking. And fellowship is definitely more than a special room in the church called the fellowship hall. We don't even call it that anymore, right? It's the lobby, okay? (laughs) It's the welcome center. (laughs) Fellowship is so powerful if we understand all that it really is. And so just going back through those verses, we discovered lots of words that we often maybe just say the word fellowship or we read through the scriptures without understanding it's all one same idea, concept, and relationship. These are the words we just read in all these scriptures that are the same word koinonia. Fellowship, partnership, participation, contribution, co working, communication, and sharing. Koinonia means all of that in the context of a simultaneous relationship with God and with each other. Fellowship, partnership, participation, 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 participation. Can we say participation? Contribution? Co working? Communication? and sharing. Simply put, koinonia is to share God's life with each other. That's what it is. It's to receive and simultaneously give God's life. It's not, I'm going to wait until I'm so full of God's life that I'm bursting at the seams and finally go share it with somebody. Don't work that way. Koinonia means everything I've received from God in his life, and my relationship with him, at the same time I am sharing that with other people. Jesus told his disciples, freely give what you have received. And boy, have we received a whole lot from the grace that comes in Jesus, right? Everything we've received... Forgiveness. Oh, that's a big one. (laughs) You got to give it. Shatala baba, right? Healing. You've been healed? Heal. Have you been set free? I loved hearing Athena say, now I can set other people free, right? What you've received, give it. Receive, give. But it's not. At first, we have to receive to be born again. But once you have received, it's an automatic, immediate, simultaneous, I receive and now I give at the same time. And as I continue to receive love, grace, mercy, forgiveness, healing, comfort, peace, everything I receive in my relationship with God, I'm just giving it out to other people, okay? And the word of the day is? koinonia now a really cool thing happens with koinonia and it's that it brings unity koinonia brings unity why because it gets us on the same page if I'm receiving from God and then getting sharing that with you that's gonna bring us together that's gonna make us harmonize that's going to make us be able to walk together in unity it gets us on the same page how many times have you ever said i need to get on the same page with that person over there we need to talk so we can get in the same page or we need to get in the same boat all right now turn to somebody maybe turn around and say let's get in the same boat I need my special helpers. Koinonia brings unity because it means we get in the same boat. If you've ever been in a boat with oars or paddles or of important to be on the same page about where you're going, right? If not, what's going to happen? You ever, okay, I hope this hasn't happened to you, but you ever been in a boat with other people and you're all supposed to be paddling, but you're the only one doing the paddling? You ever been in a relationship and you're the only one doing the paddling? Come on, tell somebody, it's time to get, time to get into, into the disciple ship. <laughs> because both diatribo and koinonia imply mutual participation mutual participation if you want to truly be a good disciple of Jesus you're gonna have to do some work you're going to have to participate neither Jesus himself nor whomever, whoever is, is your leader, disciple, or whoever's leading you, mentoring you, helping you, teaching you to follow Jesus, if they're the only ones doing the work, you ain't going nowhere. And it gets awful tiring. It gets awful tiring for the one doing the paddling and it gets awful boring for the one who ain't doing nothing. Koinonia and diatribo, discipleship, okay? Discipleship, rubbing off on one another, rubbing Jesus off on one another, and mutually, simultaneously receiving and giving the life of God in community, in relationship, which we call discipleship. We're all learning to follow and imitate Jesus, but that requires mutual participation everybody's got to do their own part for it to work now if it means to share participate and to contribute you know i've been following jesus and making disciples can i sit on that or under it under it he owns the discipleship so i gotta do what he says all right Oh, Jesus, help me. (laughs) Forty years old ain't the same as 24. Okay, here we go. All right, guys. You've been born again and made the decision to follow Jesus. We are on a journey to becoming like Jesus, telling other people about Jesus, not only following Jesus for ourselves, but getting other people to follow Jesus. We are his disciples. We're making other disciples. That's where we're going. We're going on this journey to become like Jesus where we imitate him. Let's go, guys. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Here we come, Jesus, reading that Bible, spending that time in the Lord, coming to church, Connect in the small group, Andy! Come on, Caleb! I told you you need to read your Bible! Who are you telling about Jesus, Andy? Who are you inviting to follow Jesus? Who are you who are you also teaching to follow Jesus, Caleb? Caleb. I know you've been forgiven for a lot of things. <laughs> you've got to learn to forgive. <sighs> Somebody might have to come finish this message for me. <sighs> Somebody say, it don't work like that. All right, real discipleship, real diatribo, real koinonia is mutual participation. All right, guys, this is how we follow Jesus. We love Jesus. We worship Jesus. We're on our way to becoming like him. We renew our mind. We read his word. We pray. We tell other people about Jesus, we invite other people onto the discipleship, we bring other people along with us, we're humble, we're teachable, ooh, that'll make it go real fast, we're teachable, we're teachable, we're teachable, we're humble, we're teachable, we learn, we grow, we change, and we made it! Let's give our disciples a hand, all right. Somebody give this disciple a hand. I think I'm good. If you never remember anything else about Encounter Church ever in your life, you're gonna remember that. (laughs) But more importantly, I hope you just got a vivid picture of what discipleship should actually look like. If you find that only Jesus or your discipler, leader, mentor is doing all the rowing, doing all the work, first of all, you're wearing them out. (laughs) But second of all, it's not gonna really benefit you. I've been following Jesus now for 25 years. And I still have a person in my life that mentors me, and I have to contribute effort. Now, believe me, he does some really strong rowing. <laughs> He's helped me, push me along, and I'm so thankful that through the years that when I was a teenager, when I first got saved, when I first got born again, first started following Jesus, I had somebody to push me, okay, I had somebody to teach me, I had somebody to learn from, I had somebody to connect to, and learn from them, and walk with them, and koinonia, and diatribo, right, and he rubbed off on me, you met Scott, right, Scott Stringer, they're going to come again soon, okay, I had another, another uh, several through the years that discipled me, and I would have not made it without them, I'm also very thankful that I have parents that love Jesus, and I know that not everybody uh, enjoys that, and we're praying for that to change, right? We learned that last Sunday, but they did a lot of the rowing when I was a kid to help get me to where I could begin to follow for myself, right? Right? Koinonia can only be experienced when I'm both receiving and giving. So today, I just want to encourage you, if you're not yet, get into the discipleship. Get in the boat. And get in and stay in. (laughs) Don't get in, and then it's like, oh, I don't really like this very much. I'm not gonna go find me another boat. Right? Get in it. Get into relationship with others who are following Jesus and they're an example to you. And don't just learn information from them. Share life with them. Let them share their life with you, the life of God. Let them teach you what they know, what they've learned from experience. And also those of you that are already leading and discipling others. Listen, we can all learn stuff from each other. I've learned many things from those I am discipling. Humility and teachableness are what keeps the boat going. If there's one thing that will stop the discipleship, it's pride. It's arrogance. It's I don't really need that from you. I don't need you to tell me that. When did I ask your opinion? You might not say it, but I I know I've thought it. Did I ask you for a Bible verse about that habit in my life? just just stopping your boat and it's not doing anything to anybody else but you if you do it long enough you'll start taking on water (laughs) and that's no bueno (laughs) so i said this a couple of weeks ago but i'm gonna say it one more time fellowship is a group of fellows on the same ship. Each contributing their effort. To get to the destination. Fellowship. Together. We're in this together. But we're each. Not only receiving. But also giving. Our contribution. Our effort. Our communication. Our sharing. Our communion. Our co-working. Our giving. We're all Receiving from our relationship with God, and we're receiving from one another the life of God, but also we are purposefully and intentionally also giving it out to those around us. The word of the day is. Now, we got to, this is the last thing I'm going to tell you. We have to remember, we have to remember that this is a rescue boat, not a cruise liner. discipleship the discipleship is in a cruise to Cancun I'll take one of those but that's not what the discipleship is it's not a boat I get into and just go along for the ride and enjoy it I'm glad I'm on the ship while everybody around you in the water is drowning because they need to be helped up onto the ship the disciple ship is not a cruise liner it's not a comfort boat it's not a nice yacht the disciple ship Is the ship I got into, somebody help me get in there. We're on our way to see Jesus. And along the way, I'm going to be rescuing and pulling everybody I can into the ship with me. We're on a mission. It's a mission boat. Our mission is to get as many people as possible into the boat. Come on, we can do this, church. We can do this. We can rescue people in our city, and our community, just like we've been rescued by him. We can rescue others just like somebody helped us get to Jesus. We can help others get to Jesus just like somebody else helped us get started on this journey. We can help others get started on this journey. Discipleship is not just about me. It's about me following and imitating jesus and helping others to follow and imitate jesus it's about me yes being saved healed delivered forgiven all of that and helping others experience what i have giving what you have received but maybe you haven't received it yet see Somebody bring me a little communion cup. I forgot my communion. Communion, thank you. Got it. Communion. <laughs> this is the extra safe social distance form of communion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> communion is a vivid picture give you guys a second yeah you can actually go ahead and grab one there was a communion cup under most seats not all seats uh but there's more than enough for everybody in here just find one maybe if you see somebody in front of you around you struggling just give them one okay everybody koinonia your communion all right share (laughs) communion the lord's supper Where we see in the New Testament, in the Gospels, the Last Supper, Jesus, okay? Communion is a vivid picture of koinonia. Because at the Last Supper, Jesus, who was absolutely full of God's life, right? He was God in a human breathing, walking, body, Jesus sat there at the table with his 12 best friends, full of God's life, and then he demonstrated what was about to happen to him when he was going to go to the cross, and he broke it and shared it with his disciples. This was a physical demonstration of koinonia. Jesus was literally showing us in a physical way. This is how I'm calling you to live. Now, we're gonna take communion together here in just a minute, but if you could pull out the little wafer that represents the bread. give you a second sometimes that's a little tough if you're having trouble with one grab another one (laughs) And before we actually take it together I just want to talk through some things okay the Last Supper at the Last Supper Jesus was with his diatribo koinonia disciples he'd rubbed off on them They'd begun to learn to imitate him. They were following him. He was totally full of God's life, and he was about to, hold it up, he was about to be broken. Go ahead and break it. He was about to go to the cross and pour out his life, literally pour out his life for them to share God's life with his friends. Communion is powerful. It's more than a sacrament, it's more than just something we do a handful of times a year because that's what we do. No, no. It's powerful. It represents the life of God. Share, broken, open. I mean, we're talking about God Almighty. He came as one of us to show us his life. And then he was broken because of our sins so that he could pour out that life and share it with us. And when we believe in what he did, when we believe in his sacrifice on the cross, the Bible says we're crucified with him. We're also broken with him. And now, guess what? Because of his brokenness and our brokenness, there's a free flow of the life of God from heaven to us and now from us broken into other people. But there's got to be brokenness. There's got to be brokenness. If you just broke it once, break it again. Break it into four or five or six pieces. See, because koinonia requires brokenness. It requires vulnerability. It requires deciding life isn't all about me. Jesus already made life all about me. (laughs) He already gave it all for me. I'm going to allow my life to be broken. I'm imperfect. But everything I have received I will share. Before we take it Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you've never been born again, before we take communion together, this is very important. If you've never been born again, if you've never received Jesus Christ as the Lord of your life, if you've never repented of your sins, turned your heart away from sin and turned your heart over to God, you can be born again right now. Just call on the name of Jesus. If you'll call on His name, you'll be saved, you'll be forgiven. He'll take away your heart, your hard heart of stone. He'll give you a new heart, a soft heart, a tender heart. He'll forgive you. He'll wash you clean. Because first koinonia, our first fellowship is with the Father God through Jesus by the Holy Spirit. But you must be born again to be able to experience the life of God. So with every eye closed right now, I I say close your eyes because I want you to take a good look on the inside. This is such an important, serious decision. If you, You may have been in church. You may have even prayed a prayer before, but if you're here today, listen, and you know you've, you've never really truly been born again, you've never really made Jesus the Lord of your life, or maybe you did one time, but you're not following Jesus today, you've been far from God, and today you want to come home, you want to come close again, you want to come back to the life of God. If that's anybody in the room, I just want you to shoot your hand up and down really quick. I just want to know who you are. I'm not going to point you out. I am not. I just want to know who you are because we're going to pray together. If you need to be saved, if you need to be born again, or if you're backslidden and you need to come home, say, that's me. Just real quick. Just lift it up and down. Okay. Come on, together. Koinonia as a family. Let's pray this prayer. Let's mean it with our heart. Lord Jesus Christ, you came, you shared, you gave, your life for me today I turn away from sin I turn my heart to you cleanse me change me save me I'm coming home to you and to your family today I am born again and part of your family I receive your life Now, listen, if you mean that with your whole heart, if you truly mean it, if this is truly your heart's desire, we're going to take the wafer, we're going to take the bread that represents Jesus' life, and let's go ahead and take it. You gave your life for me. I give my life to you. You put your life in me. I will live to share your life with others, Jesus. Come on, don't just listen to me pray. Pray it in your own words and in your own way. Make it personal. Make it real. Jesus, you gave your life for me in place of mine. I receive your life. And I commit to living my life To share that life. To share what you've given to me. To share forgiveness. To share healing. To share freedom. To share love. To share truth. To share everything I've received. To share your mercy and your grace with others. Now we can take the, the cup. Come on i'm gonna pray my own words but i want to ask you pray your own words sincerely to him jesus thank you today for your precious blood that was spilled on the cross for me jesus there was no way i could pay the price for my sin there was nothing i could do to earn forgiveness to be cleansed but jesus you came God you came for me you came in a human body you lived a perfect life and then you were crucified in place of me and when you shed your blood you became the perfect sacrifice to wash my sins away they're not just forgiven they're washed away they're totally gone Jesus and I commit to living a life of forgiveness As I've been forgiven I will share that forgiveness with others I will forgive my brothers and sisters I will forgive my spouse I will forgive my children I will forgive my friends I will forgive my enemies I will forgive myself I will share the life that you've given to me with others thank you for your blood and if you mean it you can go ahead and take the juice